0: It's around the house. What happens is, yeah, any one of those appliance Mm -hmm. stores, they show up and you're like, okay, I'm going to need those now in three weeks. What can happen is, is that you've got your appliances there with your name on them shrink wrapped up. What can happen is, is that appliance store goes, hey, our big builder customer that that does $2 million a year with us or $500,000 a year with us has a damaged fridge, and we need one. I've seen this happen. This happens Oh, go every- take it from the... Go take it from Eric and stuff. He doesn't need it in three weeks. I'll, we'll just reorder it.
1: This just happened with the washing machine I purchased. I went in. I wanted to buy one immediately. They had somebody's order sitting right there. They're like, this is Mrs. Jones. She's not going to come pick it up for two days. You take it.
0: When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. but We've Got You Covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B where we talk about everything around your house every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. Hey Caroline, what's new with you?
1: Hello everyone. Hello, hello.
0: We're going to dive into something that I've done for 30 years, which is kitchen design. This is going to be fun. And this is No,
1: this is awesome because I'm going to get all the secrets. Like, I want the nitty-gritty secrets. I don't want the stuff that everybody knows. I want the stuff that nobody knows.
0: So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about my five top tips that nobody talks about when you want to design and upgrade that kitchen. Before you start that project, these are five things that people forget to tell you, you might not know. And maybe even if you've done a couple remodels in the past, you might not know these things. So we're going to dive into those today.
1: Things you don't think about. Absolutely. But you need to know. Let's jump right
0: into the first one here. Hire a kitchen designer. And I don't care if you've done three kitchens before in the past, you should hire a kitchen designer because it's going to save you money every single time you do this.
1: So why don't people hire a kitchen designer? Like, So I would think, you would just automatically want to do it because you're going to get the latest and the greatest and the newest and they're going to turn you on to things that you wouldn't think about. But why don't people do it?
0: You know, it's funny. A lot of people go in there and they'll walk into the home center and they'll talk to the person in there, the kitchen and bath person, because it's, you know, the people in in the home center are hourly employees. They're not paid on commission. They honestly don't care if they sell you a kitchen or not. So it's this super low pressure I'm going to go explore it kind of thing. So it's easy, comfortable for people to walk in and do this. And the problem is, is in most cases, that's kind of the place where either kitchen designers are born, where people go, hey, I was in the paint department last week. They transferred me to the kitchen department. I'm now a quote designer. And I'm kind of really starting to like this kitchen design thing. So that's where kitchen designers are born. And I also say it's where they go retire because the ones mm-hmm. that can't sell or have lots of problems end up going there. Cause they kind of burn out of the independent kitchen and bath designers out there. Now there are the good other, people there. Oh. I mean, let's, I'm not going to bag every single one of the people in the home centers, but they're hard to find yeah. that are really good designers.
1: The other thing that I heard the other day, and I love my friend. I love her. Her mm-hmm. husband's handy. He is up in the plumbing field. Okay. Steam pipe fitter. But I heard her say, I just think I'm going to do this myself. I have so many things around the house that I'm going to do. And I was like, no, Mm -hmm. I said, don't do it. She's like, I need a kitchen remodel. She's like, why can't I just do it? She goes, half these contractors don't know what they're doing. They come in and they make more problems. I'm just, we can do it ourselves. And I just cringed. I'm like, no, you need to talk to Eric. Exactly.
0: Well, and here's what happens. So what a designer does, and this is what happens. And and I'll back up here because this is a, This is a big one to talk about here. A good kitchen designer that's gone to maybe two years of school to be a designer, it still takes them another year to get really good at their craft. So they're reliable, dependable. When I used to hire designers that were fresh out of a four-year design school, I'd go, okay, it's going to be a year before they're really performing flawlessly. So that's Mm -hmm. maybe 15, 20 30, 50 kitchens they've designed before they get good. And you, as a uh-huh. homeowner with no education in it, maybe having one or two under your belt, it's going to get expensive because you're making mistakes with your wallet. And most boy. of the time, good boy, most of the time you copy that kitchen that was built in 1977, that was designed for 1977 appliances, 1977 equipment that you would put in that kitchen. You design it the exact same way that you had it, but you just put new stuff in it. You go, okay, I'm going to put the sink here. I'm going to put the dishwasher here. That's where my four bank of drawers is. I'm going to do it exactly how I had it because you don't have any experience of looking in the space going, oh, we got to do this way differently to make this functional. So all you do is recreate the same bad design with new pieces by putting the exact same thing back in it.
1: That sounds like what I want to do in my kitchen because I'm being lazy and I'm like, oh, I don't want to redesign it. You know, a design's okay. See, I'll just put new stuff in, but Eric's advised me that that is not a good plan.
0: It's not because you got to think about, let's go back into history here. If you've got a 1970s kitchen, maybe you walked into Sears or one of those places or, or a Macy's, uh, you know, wherever you got stuff out of their kitchen department, you didn't have the, the Williams Sonomas. You didn't have all of these places or you know walking into Creighton Barrel or one of these places that had all these really cool accessories that you put in your kitchen I mean you might have a big mixer you might have you know mm-hmm. some spoons and stuff but you didn't have all the little blenders and mixers and all the cool little tools that you have today now you're mm-hmm. storing twice as many things in that same size kitchen you've got to have a home for all of it and even like my kitchens was redone in You know,
1: 1990. So it's not that old, right? It's not ancient, but everything's
0: changed. Yeah. Technology's changed. Yeah. And how you use that space is different. You know, for instance, and the other thing is many times when a homeowner jumps in on this stuff, even when they've done two or three kitchens in their past, there's a lot of mistakes are made where they made a decision and it was the most expensive way to do it. Or, They made a mistake that they have to go back to the store and buy two or three more products and they get stuck with the old one because they can't return it. Maybe it was custom Mm -hmm. or whatever. And those mistakes end up costing them more money than if they would have just bought a designer that's got the experience, that has the knowledge, that can help schedule the project, that can make sure that they're getting a good buy on it. I mean, great example. There's a contractor I used to work with, REF Construction here in Portland. I was his designer for years big kitchen and bathroom remodeler in the area and he would only mark up his materials in this contractor would only mark the materials up 15% for him handling it managing it hmm. all that stuff well he was getting a 30 40 45% discount so the homeowners were already getting a product hmm. that was going to be cheaper than what they could get but he was managing the process so he was the one if something was wrong He wasn't having to send the homeowner to the store to go get it. That's where having the right people on your team make a huge difference.
1: And I was going to say, like, just, I remember doing a particular kitchen and the dishwasher, they ended up changing the dishwasher. Something happened. It was a, it was a size thing. And then it ended up being a huge gap in the flooring because the flooring they had allocated was supposed to go up to the old dishwasher and it left a substantial gap. So then it became a problem how they were going to redo that. Those little things get so expensive. And
0: there's so many of them. A great example, Uh, one of the biggest gotchas in kitchen and bath design today is that, uh, you know, the French door refrigerators, right? Where you got the -hmm. two doors up top and you got the drawers down below. Many of those French door refrigerators, they don't tell you, if you have that up against an end wall, that you need five, six, eight inches to open that up beyond 90 degrees To get the crispers out. And I mean, I've had to call manufacturers like in the past, like LG, Samsung, guys like that, that make good quality products. I'd have to get on the phone and call them and go, okay, what is the offset of that refrigerator when the door is open enough to get the crispers open? And literally, I had somebody... Yeah, was it was a Whirlpool or GE or somebody that had to run downstairs out of their call center and go open up one and measure it. Cause it wasn't in their backs. <laughs> but as a homeowner Whoops. designing your own kitchen, you know don't that. know that, right? Exactly. So to fix that is you get this kitchen done. The appliances show up at the end, slide it in the hole. You go to load the thing up and you're like, well, I can't put anything in these <laughs> bottom crispers cause the door won't open all the way. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> you got, you got granite countertops in all right we come back carolyn uh this man this first one went quick we'll jump into one of my top secrets that will save you huge headaches of not having a kitchen we'll do that just as soon as around the house returns Is crime out of control around your house or business? Hey, it's Eric G. with Around the House. I use Deep Sentinel, the industry's leading security system, using high-speed cameras, artificial intelligence, and live guards to monitor your home or business 24-7. Live guards intervene when suspicious behavior occurs, instantly removing trespassers from the property, and then engaging law enforcement when needed. Use discount code ATH for 10% off your system purchase at DeepSentinel.com. That's DeepSentinel.com. Hey, I'm Rudy Wade, and you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. Listen to my music to improve your home. Welcome back to the Around the House show, where we talk about everything around the house. Hey, before we get into this topic here, what we're talking about those top secrets before you start designing that kitchen remodel. Wanted to say, hey, make sure you follow us on social media around the house show, just about every social media platform. And then on the podcast, make sure you're following us. Subscribe if you're on if you're on iTunes or or uh, Spotify. Apple, Spotify, all those things. Just make sure you're following us. And that way you get the midweek special and the stuff that doesn't end up on the radio. And then you can take a look at that anytime you listen to it. Well, Caroline, you and I have been talking about kitchen remodeling here and, and bef- the things you do before you get started, right? And you're telling
1: us the things that we never knew about, the secrets.
0: This is the fun stuff to me because, you know, I've got 30 years of kitchen and bath design experience from owning my own company to turning around uh, kitchen cabinet shops and that kind of stuff. So I've kind of seen it and done it all with that, which was a lot of fun before I started doing this full time. So our next one, you know, our last one in the last segment was make sure you hire a kitchen designer because it'll save you every time. This next one is get all your materials at the job site before you start. I do this.
1: I'm raising my hand. I actually do this. Yeah. Um, but I'm like one of those weird prepared people. Like I've got to know what I'm going to need and have it all there.
0: Not bad. It's a big one, especially with kitchens, because I can't tell you how many times in my career I've had a husband walk in not knowing what they're doing. Hey, I demoed the kitchen today. I'm here to get some cabinets. Um, My wife's out of town. I want to do her kitchen this week. Um, Sir, all of our cabinets are six to 12 weeks out. So we can design you one and maybe get something ordered for you next week. But you're going to be a couple months without a kitchen. And then the panic comes in. So getting the materials, especially today where we have Product shortages, mm. lead time issues. I mean, many of the brands in the home centers now are three and four months out from the day you order a cabinet for it to show up at, the, at your doorstep.
1: So if you're ordering it from the kitchen and bath designer or kitchen and bath showroom, just make sure mm-hmm. they have it in there and they're holding it for you before they deliver. No, I want it at the job site. Oh, do you? So where are you supposed to store that if you have to store it in your house? Say you don't have a room.
0: Garage, living room, Ugh, wherever. That's bad. I mean, it, it needs <laughs> to be. And, and here's why. Here's a couple things. I want to see that at the job site. I have had this happen. I have had, in my career, four kitchens that were either being on their way delivered to the dealer, which would be the kitchen, a bath, mm-hmm. showroom, or whatever you're working with, or home center, or on the delivery to the residents. Where the truck got into accidents. No way. Four times. I, That's a lot. Yeah, four times. One of them was the truck was on Wintery Roads on a two lane oh. state highway, slid off, and the truck was loaded with cabinets and tile and things like that. It went over and landed on its side, and the kitchen cabinets were in that truck. <laughs> so they actually towed the truck to our location, and we had to go through and dig out stuff and what? see what was in there some of the tile was good cabinets were, were they didn't done. just like
1: credit you and give you new stuff they made you dig through well like it was
0: uh, th- this was a, wreck, a, a wreck? old uh, this was an uh, this you know this was an accident they brought it over there because <laughs> it was the company's warehouse truck that was bringing it there so that was our drivers technically so they brought it back there and we had to go through the 40 oh, no. foot semi truck and get that out of there um, I've had containers of cabinets that were shipped across country uh, where, the, where it got into an accident and cabinets were damaged. I've had cabinets fall off the back of a truck. You know, you're delivering the pantry cabinet and the guy out there is scooting around and he loses it on the back lift oh, and it goes no. falling off and That's lands a on bad its side. Day. Seen that happen a dozen times on delivery. Um, so those are all things that I want to see it there. I want to see, you know, the appliances that are at the The location. And here's a trick with appliances these days, guys. And this is why you want to have your appliances delivered as soon as you can get them to the house. And if you gotta, I mean, if you gotta get a container dropped in your driveway to store it, do it. Hmm. Because here's why. Interesting. Like with appliances, for instance, and I've seen this happen a dozen times. You'll order your appliance package from either a home center or a you know reputable large retailer. What happens is yeah, any one of those appliance stores. They show up and you're like, okay, I'm going to need those now in three weeks. What can happen is, is that you've got your appliances there with your name on them shrink wrapped up. What can happen is, is that appliance store goes, hey, our big builder customer that, that does $2 million a year with us or $500,000 a year with us has a damaged fridge and we need one. I've seen this happen. This happens. Go, ever- take it from the, go take it from Eric Goranson stuff. He doesn't need it in three weeks. I'll, we'll just reorder it.
1: This just happened with the washing machine I purchased. I went in. I wanted to buy one immediately. They had somebody's mm-hmm. order sitting right there. They're like, this is Mrs. Jones. She's not going to come pick it up for two days. You take it and we'll order her another one. I mean, this just happened.
0: See? Yeah, that's how that works. And so my belief is get it out of there because they're trying to make the sale or they've got somebody that's going to make that they don't want to lose. It's going to take a huge thing and you're just the homeowner. You're you're the one that's going to get nailed on that and you're going to be without an appliance. So get it at the job site.
1: Good point. Where would you store all your stuff when you did your kitchen? See, I'm dreading this oh, now. Oh, my
0: garage was packed full. Oh, man. It was a joke. I had it I had <laughs> oh, I had no. I had appliances in the living room, I had cabinets in the garage. I had it stacked up everywhere because I wasn't going to get into that. Get stuck. And I could not I did not take the sink and the other stuff out of there until I had those here. See,
1: but that's why people dread like construction. I dread it because I know that my whole life is going to be in disarray during this time period.
0: Yeah, so let's, let's dive into the next one here because we're going to have to do this. This one, since we got five, and of course, four segments today, I want to slide this one in right here because this is going to be a big one. Number three, you will need plumbing and electrical upgrades when you do a kitchen remodel 90% of the time.
1: This is huge. I just asked Eric coming into the show even if you had an upgrade recently you're still going to have to have a gfc outlet right
0: for gfc uh, outlet yeah for yeah so anything near water you have to have those gfc outlets but that's not that's that's easy that's a a 30 dollar part right but the problem is is new electrical code and yes you should be following this you know i would recommend pulling a permit for this you need to upgrade your electrical. Here's why. In most 70s and 80s homes in the kitchen, the outlets and the lights were on the same circuit. That doesn't meet national code anymore. Outlets have to be on one circuit. The lighting has to be on another. Is there a safety? Is it a safety thing? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're using a mixer or something and it kicks the outlet, the, the power off, and you're cooking and it takes the lights out with it, that could be a safety, safety issue hazard. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with LEDs and stuff and smart switches and stuff like that, that can be troublesome sometimes with some of these GFCIs and stuff. You've had some issues with those, but here's the big one. Every appliance has to be on its own circuit. So your refrigerator, its own circuit. So its own breaker, your microwave, its own breaker, your dishwasher, it's own breaker Mm-mm. garbage disposal it's on breaker oh my gosh and here we go down the list
1: and the more things you add
0: and there's a few other when we come back here let's talk about the other hidden things on the electrical side of things before we get to plumbing we'll do that just as soon as around the house returns Hey, guys, you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B. I'm Zeke Sky, and I'm going to show you how to shred it out while you're building it up. Welcome back to the Around the House show, where we are your home improvement answer every single week. Well, Caroline and I have been talking about kitchen remodeling, designing that kitchen I just- out.
1: I just had a mind blow. Eric went, my brain. (laughs) He told me something. Tell him what you told me.
0: All right, so we're talking about electrical here, and which is number three on our list. Uh, Number one was hire a kitchen designer. Number two was get all the materials before you start. But we're talking about all the plumbing and electrical upgrades you will have to do almost all the time when you're doing this kitchen remodel. And what we were talking about before we went out to break was that many times you're going to need four or five new circuits to that kitchen when you put that new kitchen in because every appliance like your microwave, your dishwasher can't be sharing circuits anymore. They have to be on their own dedicated circuit. So now you have to run home run electrical all the way back to your panel. And of course you have to have room in that panel to do it.
1: Yeah. But what, Appliance did you tell me coming into the break that needs its own circuit and oh. I almost flipped
0: out? Yeah, I mean if you have an InstaHot or a wine fridge <sighs> or anything like that, many times. Insta-hot. Who would suspect
1: InstaHot needs its own circuit?
0: Well, think about it. that thing could be pulling 10 or 15 amps just by itself. Shoot. You know, it's a little tiny water heater, right? Yeah. So oh, I get it. Yeah. So depending on the one you get. You know, and and there's ones now that heat and cool water, so they even use more power because you've got a heating circuit and a cooling circuit. See, so that's the Things key. You right don't know. There. Now here's another one when you're designing because you know so many people go, oh, I'm going to cut off that eating bar that comes around as a U or an L, and I'm going to put it in an island. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? You now have to run one or two outlets over to that island. Cause you have to put electrical outlets in the Island for that. If it's a permanently mounted Island. So if it's fastened to the floor, you now have to have outlets mm. like every, you know, check your local building code, but every three or four feet, you have to have an outlet there. Now, here's the other mm. thing. If you put a sink in that Island, like a little prep sink, you now have to have an outlet on either side. Cause that's an obstruction, which means you can't S- run an outlet a cord over the sink to do it on the other side to prep. So now you have to have two outlets in
1: guys, girls get a kitchen designer.
0: See, that's the key right there. Right. This is
1: insane. So
0: you'll never know this never. And what happens though, sometimes is you're in there and you're designing this out and you go, Oh my gosh, where am I going to put that outlet? Because, I have it here on the side, but I don't really have a place to put it over here because I've got an L shape and it's all one level. So sometimes you have to do like pop up ones in the in the in the countertop that pop up that you can plug into. Sometimes you have to put in in you know on the face of the cabinet, which I think is the worst option, where you have to lose a drawer front and put an outlet there. so there's there's wow. a lot to that, getting those correct outlets in the right spot.
1: That's why when I go into houses and I see a lot of houses that are, have been flipped, I see some weird stuff that happens. It just
0: doesn't look logical. And this is why. Yeah. Now plumbing's the same way. When you go add that sink in there, maybe you've got, you're adding that prep sink in the Island now. Well, now you've got venting issues that you have to worry about with code, what you're going to do there. Maybe the vent is too far away. So you have to put your own vent in that. Um, you know, maybe that plumbing that was 30 years old when you go to tie into it is in really poor shape. So anytime that you're doing that stuff, if you've got like old galvanized pipe, that's the time to rip it out and replace it behind that wall. Good time to do all Mm -hmm. those things.
1: And then, you know, I'm even forgetting about HVAC and all the things you have to worry about with ducking and your HVAC vents. And if you have to move a vent, that's a
0: nightmare too. Oh, my house, it was a nightmare because I have a 1200 CFM hood. And I had to run that through the ceiling and I had plumbing and cause the bathrooms above it. So I had all the plumbing and stuff up there oh. in that floor. And when you have to go run a, a, 10 inch or 12 inch duct through a 10 inch space, it's not good. Not good. You don't have enough room to get all that through there. So,
1: and all your registers and all of your, you know, conditioning spaces, everything has to get moved when you do a kitchen, then you might have to run extra
0: duct work, move things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's that's a big one right there. That's mm-hmm. a big one right there. So those are things you got to be really careful of, you know? I mean, this is one of those things that it can be very expensive. And let's go into on one more thing on electrical that you and I talked before the show on. You're starting to see ovens that are coming from Europe, like Mila or even, I haven't seen this exactly with this brand, like a lot of the Electrolux stuff's coming from Europe. Mm -hmm. Their ovens, like a built-in wall oven, take four wires. So it takes the two hots for the 220. It takes a neutral and a ground. Well, all Mm -hmm. homes up until 10 years ago or so, depending on the area you're in, those were wired, like your house was wired with a three-wire. So if you go, hey, I want to put a Miele double oven in, it's the same (sighs) electrical. It's a 40-amp circuit. I'm putting a 40-amp oven thing. I'm good. Stoller shows up and goes, ha, you got three wires. You need another neutral to run all the way back to the panel. And that appliance mm-hmm. will not work with a three wire setup. It will not let you share that ground and neutral. Cause it's it. looking for it. Cause it's smart. So you will go. And now you're sitting there. We had to do this for a client. geez, 15 years ago, he changed appliances at the end, made it fit the same opening didn't catch it. And uh, he had to have his electrician run about 110 feet of wire drilling through concrete. It was on the the waterfront to get that wire back to the main panel to have that extra. And think
1: about the expense on that just by itself.
0: It's thousands of dollars he spent Mm -hmm. just to get that wire run back there because they were opening up walls and rooms that were finished. It was very expensive all from that appliance right so yeah oh i saved two hundred dollars in the oven got my high-end oven but now i just spent two grand on the electrician to get the wire run out there so that's that's a big one big one right there so make sure you're doing that make sure you've got the right power make sure that you've got the right plug to do all this stuff And with plumbing, this is the time to fix it. You know, so many times people put that ice maker in, and maybe it came out of the basement with the old, like, saddle tap that they (laughs) tapped into the half-inch water line that was going to the sink, and they, you know, MacGyvered it to go up to do that. Now, this is the time that you put that box in the wall with that that's plumbed up there and done right. This is the time that you do all that stuff. And make sure that you pre-wire for stuff. Always add when you have the wall open. Always add that stuff. Maybe you're not doing under-cabinet lighting now, but run some low voltage so you can run under-cabinet lighting later. You know, plan When's ahead for this stuff. When's the best time
1: to call the electrician? Like when you're doing a project like this? And I'm confused even on doing my hot tub swim spa. Like when does the electrician come out? Is it first? Yeah, I want to. I want design process.
0: Well. Basically, you want to design it out and come up with your plan first and then bring out those trades. So if you've got a remodeler that's doing it for you, so if you're working with a kitchen designer and a contractor, they're going to bring them out first thing. So once you get the design hammered out and they know what's going to happen, you're foolish to come in and do it before then because you're not getting numbers on something equally. One personal, if you have like three different designs, you're going to get three different numbers. So you want to make sure that you've got those. Then they can come out and say, okay, I'm going to do exactly this so I know what this is going to cost. And then they can give you estimates based off of that. That's the key right gotcha. there. That's the key. So you're good at that point. And that'll get you where you're lined up. And you can get those numbers. So like with your kitchen, you get the designed out. You have the plumber come in. You have the electrician come in. You know, maybe you have your HVAC person come in for ducting, that kind of stuff. Figure out what you're going to do, where it's going to go. And uh, get the numbers locked in with that and get hard estimates. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be the key. All right, we come back here. We've got a few more here. This is gonna be interesting. We got some good stuff. We'll do that just as soon as a round the house returns. (laughs) Hi,
1: everybody. I'm Ari Camin from Steven Ablo's band, and you're listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline.
0: Welcome back to the Around the House show, where we talk everything about your home every single week. Thanks for joining us. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about my five tips you should be doing when you design out that kitchen. If you're thinking about designing a kitchen, these are those things that, uh, well, probably nobody's told you about that'll save you money and a lot of headaches that you should know before you start the process instead of somebody dropping on you going, what, are you kidding? And why do we want
1: to listen to Eric? You need to tell them a little bit about your background for people who don't listen to the show regularly. He is king.
0: There we go. Tell us. Yeah, so... I'm a certified kitchen designer through the National Kitchen and Bath Association. And if you're we probably should have talked about this in the first segment, but that's a great place to find kitchen designers. That is where people in North America go to get certified to be a certified kitchen and bath designer or a master certified kitchen and bath designer. I'm a certified kitchen designer. I got that certification in 1999 to date myself. And I had to have eight years of experience before I could even take the mm. test. So that tells you how long I've been so doing you this. you need
1: that experience. So. Like, I believe that. I don't think that people just come out and, you know, you're young. You've got the energy. But there is nothing that replaces experience. We have worked on so many different projects. It makes us just so worldly. We've seen everything. Or we've seen a lot. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. I, there's nothing that really surprises me anymore that I go, Psst. I hadn't seen that happen before. I mean, I had cabinets one time delivered via helicopter onto the rooftop to get them in. Yeah. So I've I've seen a lot of different stuff happen. Let's put it that way. So number four on this list is a big one. I want to blast through these here and get that right information out to everybody. It's going to be more expensive than you think it is. Yeah. So great example across the country. Here's some averages. A minor kitchen remodel, which I call fluff and buff. You're just kind of cleaning stuff up. The average job cost of that is $28,279 to kind of take what you have there and clean it up, maybe upgrade it a little bit. Now, if you're going to do a what I would call low-end kitchen, I'm talking a a major kitchen remodel that is a low-end one. I'm not talking having granite or quartz tops. I'm talking about having... Like vinyl flooring, mm-hmm. laminate countertops, nothing super cool, right? That average across the U.S. is eighty thousand eight hundred dollars.
1: Well, I told you, my dad. Completely, my if dad lives in Morrobooth Beach, Delaware. He called me; his mind was blown. They quoted him one hundred seventy nine thousand to do the kitchen, and this was not anything extravagant. But he did have some, you know, he had to yeah. move event vent fan, and he had to Well, actually, install a vent fan. But, you know, that's not – he was not doing anything crazy, and he couldn't believe it. And he's 77. Yeah. He doesn't want to I really know. spend $179,000 yeah. at this point to do a kitchen, but this is the going rate. Right.
0: No, I get it. I get it, you know. And, uh, and an upscale one, the average upscale kitchen remodel. This isn't like your $10 mm-hmm. million dollar home. This is your average upscale kitchen remodel. $158,000 across the U.S. That's where he is. Yeah. So that's the average. So that's putting in like the, maybe the wool for the sub zero that's putting in the granite countertops that's putting in the tile floor, you know, that's putting in under cabinet lighting. That's all the normal stuff that if you watch HDTV that you want to I put in there, I will never that, right?
1: quit working. I will never quit working. See, sorry, <laughs> it's
0: never going to happen. Well, it's, it's just, it's what it is. And there could be stuff hidden now One thing I want to talk about, that's the hidden stuff out there, and this is going to be a little sidebar for it's going to be more expensive. When you're talking to a contractor, you are paying them for their expertise. I have seen plenty of kitchen and bathroom modelers across the country that'll come in and let's say I'll make up a a client, Mrs. Smith. Keep it simple. She goes out and gets 3 bids for this kitchen for her and her husband. First guy, $70,000. Next guy, 95, next guy 150, mm-hmm. right? Guy the guy at 70 gives her the pitch. Oh, I do this for a living. It's great. They're just overcharging you. She goes with him. The problem with that is is there is a business model for some kitchen and bathroom remodelers out there that are, I call the, the change order kings. Oh, we pulled the permits on it. We had no idea you needed five extra outlets, five extra things for your kitchen. You need five circuits. So we had no idea. Sorry. Well, you should have. You're the professional. You should have known that. But then they go, oh, that's a change order, $10,000, because we've got to upgrade your panel and uh, put this stuff in. And now we're running a wire everywhere. These guys end up being more money than the top guy that you said no to that you thought was ripping you off. Now, Caroline, number five is a big one here. This is one that we got to hit on because it's just so important. Those new appliance requirements. Great example. Let's say, and this happened in my house. So if you've got a a 30-inch range and you go, man, I want to go pro style. I want it to look sweet. I want to go with a <laughs> commercial, maybe a regular range to a 30-inch pro style range or a 36 or a 48 or Man, you're going crazy with a 60. You have to figure out those new gas requirements for that. Uh-oh. Many times that little half-inch line that's going not there. Not going to work. You need a big Not going to work. Tube. Not enough BTUs. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need a three-quarter inch. Maybe you need a one-inch. And now here's the other part of that. The distance to the meter matters. Longer the distance, the bigger the pipe. Interesting. Because some of these things, if you turn on five burners or, and even worse, if it's got a gas oven, you're going to need so much gas in there. You don't want to starve out your water heater that's gas, right? Oh, and now that could be a whole carbon monoxide issue over there. Yes. So it's a huge safety concern. You can't just do that. Now, here's the problem. When you go to do that, your meter might be a small meter. You might not have enough gas flow coming through there. So now you got to call the gas company and have them come out and replace that meter.
1: Or if you're like me and Eric too had this instance, my gas meter is located in the garage. And guess what? When they come and see that to make a change, they want to move the gas meter now. So you're not getting anything done until the gas meter goes out. And that's another 3000 $4,000, or maybe they'll do it for free. In my case, they want to, but
0: yeah. Still. Yeah, same here. Mine was in the carport because twenty five years ago they pulled a permit, did the carport, and the gas company went. That's ah, fine. No need to move it. We have access. It's just a carport. We're fine. Now they go. Oh, we don't want the carport because we don't have to have our guy go in there mm-hmm. or lady go in there and walk through the carport to go get that because there's a car in the carport. They don't want to walk past the car because there's a liability issue. They don't want to scratch that. So that's the other part when they go manually read that meter. Mm. So these are all those issues you got to watch out for. It's all money, money, money. It is, and that's where you got to be really careful with this stuff. And new appliance requirements, you know, like we talked about earlier, you got to be careful with certain things. I know some people out there love to have the look of a built-in oven down below in a cooktop over top instead of having that range. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I want the built-in look. So instead of having a thirty-inch range, they want the oven. It's separate and the cooktop above. You have to find specialty appliances that will let you do that. You can't just go get any cooktop and any oven and stack them on top of each other. The oven has to be recessed enough in there to let that go. Mm-hmm. And the cooktop has to be thin enough for you to be able to do that.
1: And then that's two appliances.
0: So each one needs their own circuit. Mm-hmm. Tricky, tricky So now you're running two different wires tricky, over for tricky. that Now, you know, and, and it could be that you need a 110 outlet for the gas Because it's just for the igniter So there's a lot of different things that run into that So be careful with those things And now when you get into specialty appliances, especially So for instance, if you've got that steam oven Are you getting one that has a water supply to it? Or are you filling up the little thing like your coffee maker to put into that?
1: Mmm. It's a lot. Like people don't That's what I'm saying. My girlfriend said the other day, oh, "We're just going to do it ourselves." I was like, "No. Don't do it." Yeah. I'm going to make her listen to this episode cuz she'll It's like a mind blow.
0: This is stuff that can really get you there and get you burned and you got to be really did careful. Did you do yours and when you
1: redid your kitchen? Did you yeah. get help or did you do it yourself?
0: I did it all myself. <gasps> the only person that helped me on that kitchen was of course the guys putting in the slab countertops. And, of course, I had William over helping me with the tile because, uh, you know, hes I, I know how to do tile, but mm. he's so, so good at it. And it was fun working with a buddy. Yeah. But that's what it was. But everything else I did on that place, which was a lot of well, fun. Well, look at you. And I wanted to film it, so I did a lot of filming for TV with it. You know, we did a lot of projects with that. I hear that music, Caroline. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House.